Section thirty three of Good Morning, Boys and Girls by Reverend Thomas J. Hosty. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Maria Therese. Thanks a million. Good morning, boys and girls. Well, school is over at last, and your summer vacation has begun. I'll bet you thought that last week was never going to come to an end. To be honest with you, I can hardly blame you. When I was your age, the time before school ended seemed just as long. It seemed as though the last day of school would never arrive. What a glorious feeling it was, though, when it finally did come, and we started out for home with our promotion card in our pocket. The sun never shone more brightly, and the birds never sang more sweetly than they did on that last day of school. As we trooped through the streets, thrilled by the fact that the long summer months of vacation lay ahead of us, we used to chant a little ditty at the top of our lungs. I'll bet some of you still yell it, too. Here's the way it ran. No more pencils, no more books, no more sisters' dirty looks. Now that I am older and have a little more sense and a little more knowledge, I'll realize how unfair that corny verse was. I wonder if any of you boys and girls have an idea of how hard the nuns worked for you. Let me tell you a little about them. I know what I'm talking about, not only because some of my best friends are nuns, but also because one of my own sisters is one. They start every day by getting up at five o'clock in the morning. That isn't too bad in the summer, but in the cold winter months it's really murder. They say their morning prayers and then spend a special half-hour thinking and praying. We call that meditating. Their daily Mass is said at either six or six-thirty, and, after attending Mass and receiving Holy Communion, they have their breakfast. When breakfast is over they do their housework. The bigger the convent is, the more housework they have to do. Each nun has a special job of housework for which she is responsible. When she finishes her housework, she starts getting ready for her morning's classwork. At 8.30 she goes over to school, and she stays there until 11.30. At that time, unless she has to watch over the lunchroom, she comes back to the convent, washes up for lunch, and then spends the next fifteen minutes in the chapel examining her conscience. Among the points she examines herself upon are the faults she may have been guilty of in her morning's teaching. After lunch she has a few minutes, very few, to herself before she dashes back to the classroom again. She is there all afternoon until three o'clock. If she is lucky, she is out of school a little after three. Back to the convent she goes for more work and a few minutes of recreation. At five o'clock she is back in the chapel for prayers and for spiritual reading. Her dinner is served around six. After dinner she has about one hour of recreation. Then it's time for study again and she works on her classes for the following day, until the bell rings for night prayers at about 8.45. By 9.30 she is just about able to drag her weary bones to bed. That is a quick picture of an ordinary day in the life of an ordinary nun. When the school year is over, do you think the sisters have the whole summer off, just like you? Oh, no. They go back to their headquarters. They call it their mother house, and they spend almost all of the summer in either going to summer school, or teaching summer school, or teaching catechism in little towns which have no Catholic school. When summer draws to a close, they make their yearly retreat. They spend eight full days in perfect silence, while they examine their conscience on how well they are serving God, and how well they have been teaching you, by word and example. Believe me, the nuns have a very hard job, and remember, they don't get any money for doing it. They don't get paid extra for working overtime. In fact, they take a vow never to have any money of their own. I don't want you to get the idea, though, that a nun's life is a terrible one. It isn't. It's a hard life, but it's a happy one, because everything which they do, they do out of love for God, and when you love a person, it makes your work a great deal easier. 
is it any wonder after hearing how hard a nun works that you sometimes run into a nun who gets a little cross or crabby it's a wonder to me that a nun doesn't get off base oftener than she does i think i would quickly end up in a padded cell at some insane asylum if i had to teach fifty or sixty youngsters five hours every day you children owe the sisters a debt which is almost impossible to pay what are you going to do about it don't think that by bringing sister two handkerchiefs at christmas time you pay your debt to her the very least that you can do for her is to say a little prayer for her and for all the sisters every day ask the good lord to give them the grace and the strength to serve him faithfully ask him too to give them the grace to use their sense of humour at all times when they are teaching an active sense of humour is one of the greatest assets any sister can have if it weren't for the nuns' sense of humour i don't know how they could possibly teach characters like you and me End of section thirty three